Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at thecorner3.net. What's up, everybody? We're coming off the opening week of the NBA season here at the Corner 3. We are so excited to tell you all about it. Tim Downey here once again, one more week without Alex Derrickson as he's getting ready for his wedding this weekend. Congratulations to him. But never fear, because it's me and the Hoops historian himself, Sean Mackey. What is up, Tim? Dude, what a week of NBA basketball to start the year. So many things that happened. Russell Westbrook brings in two triple-doubles. That's a 50-point triple-double. Anthony Davis has games out of his mind, but has no team around him. The Chicago Bulls are the surprise of the NBA so far with how well they're playing. The Cavaliers look like the best team, and the Warriors haven't looked as dominant as everyone thought they would. Your thoughts on week one of the NBA season? Well, first of all, I'm just really happy it's back and we're not just talking about it. Right. (laughs) I mean, like, there's so much lead up during the summer and there's nothing, you know, it's like, you know, you're like struggling for things to talk about. And it's just nice to have everything back again. Mm -hmm. Um, I still hate NBA League Pass. It's the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, And the NBA.com website is uh, glitchy as hell. And I hate that as well. But basketball is great. Right now, and uh, you are completely correct. The Cleveland Cavaliers are the best team in the NBA right now, the most dominant. Uh, I did not expect them to come out with such fire this season, and um, they should. They're the defending champions, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I mean, like, you know, as much as I as, as I hate those guys, I, I really, I'm, I'm really impressed with what they're doing right now, and. Uh, playing smooth, and that first game, LeBron just laid down the hammer. He had, like, ten dunks that game, right? Yeah. It was, it was, he was, like, he was possessed. He was, he was playoff LeBron. He was NBA Finals LeBron in, like, game one. I'm like, oh, God, this is gonna be, (laughs) this, this is gonna be really ugly in the playoffs this year. Oh, and you want the Warriors to get there, but tell me, Tim, what's going on with the Warriors? I mean, they're good. But they got some holes, man. They have some holes. You're right. Like, one, Draymond has not been defensive Draymond Green that we're familiar to seeing. Um, Until last night, we hadn't seen Steph have one of those crazy Steph games where, until last night against Portland when he dropped 23 in the third quarter alone. Um, They don't have a rim protector. And I mentioned this, you know, when they lost Bogut, I mentioned this on the show that I really thought that the reason I picked the Cavaliers to beat them in the finals was I still feel like Cleveland's going to be able to drive all over them and Tristan Thompson's going to be too dominant because you saw that life without Andrew Bogan for Golden State, as far as in the paint, is not good. And I like Zaza Pachulia. I think he's a good player. But he is not there. Like, he's not what Bogut is defensively and... Also, losing Festus Azili really hurts them, not having a big body. And strength in, yeah, strength in numbers is not a thing for these guys anymore. It's, we need one through four to go off. And let's look at the stats sheets. I know, because I'm a fantasy owner, Clay Thompson has not gone off yet. He has not been, he looks like, okay, can I go ahead and say this? I don't think Clay Thompson's as great as everyone makes him out to be. Like, I think that he's a very good shooter, obviously, but in the finals, he was bad. In the Olympics, minus two games, he was bad. In the NBA, in the, so far in the season, he is shooting like what, like 32, 33% last I saw. So 
the Warriors have holes. They're, you know, it's something that you're really not shocked by. Um, I do expect them that it's going to come together, obviously. I don't believe this whole dumb thing about, like, they won't click right away. But, you know, thank God you have Kevin Durant and Steph Curry because those guys can shoot from anywhere on the court and they're playing defense. Someone has to on that team. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you're totally right. Zaza Pachulia is a, he's a nice player. He's nice, but he, I, I don't, I don't know if he's still a, a starting, you know, power forward. I mean, it's it's just it, it's kind of a uh, <sighs> it's kind of a um, just a weird setup with them because, like you said, like all four of them, they're pretty much depending on on offense to um, you know to carry the whole load and to be kind of so so on defense. And like you said, they need a rim protector. They have one in JaVale McGee, but he is buried on the bench. I don't think they're going to start him unless something happens to Jaja. So, um, yeah, I don't really know what they're going to do in terms of this. I mean, now, I'm not worried about Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson will have Clay Thompson moments this year. Yes. He will. Um, and he's a really decent perimeter defender. I think he's underrated as that, but... All of his shots are going to Kevin Durant now. I mean, a lot of the opportunity that he's had in the last few years, he's going to have to give up because, you know, it's going to end up, uh, you know, it's going to end up uh, going to, to Kevin Durant. I mean, he's just, he's a scorer. That's what he's going to do. And, um, you know, I I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know, in the next month or two, it'll really kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. Yeah. But I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, it's just so weird because uh, I don't know. They just they they need one they need one more good player, and they don't have cap space, and they don't have uh, they just don't really have any any assets to trade. It, it kind of reminds me of the the two thousand nine two thousand ten. Um, Miami Heat team when they started Joel Anthony. Right. Like it's the, it's pretty much the exact same scenario. They have a very averagey, probably wouldn't start on any team player who is starting with, you know, Zaza Pachulia there. And um, he had a great year last year for Dallas. I'm not going to try to take that away from him. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, I really am looking forward to their first matchup with the Cavs. Yeah, man, that's going to be huge. And uh, this isn't to say, so there's people that think that we hate the Warriors. That's not the case. Like, we still believe that this team is the best team in the Western Conference, and it just hasn't come together yet. We fully believe it will. It just hasn't yet. Um, but, you know, it's it, it happens. I mean, I don't think it's a matter of not clicking. I think it's a matter of, like, like you said, like, Clay Thompson's now in a situation where Kevin Durant's getting his shots, and... I don't know how Clay's going to react to that. He sounds he seems like a team player. He seems like he's okay with it. But what is it going to be like down, you know, let's say 25 30 games into the year. And when Clay Thompson is like not, you know, Kevin Durant is still getting Clay Thompson shots. Do you think he's still okay as long as they're winning or do you think he wants to have a bigger role? I I think he's going to be okay for at least a year. Um now if they don't win a title this year, um uh I could see something going wrong with with their core, you know, breaking up. I don't know if it's going to be Draymond or it's going to be, um, if it's going to be Clay. I, 
Draymond, you know, from, you know, I mean, there's been, there was rumblings from some of the ex-players that, you know, Draymond's kind of a goof-off, and, uh, you know, I, I see him being the one moved if, like, that was ever to happen. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can't trade Steph, and no. you can't trade Kevin Durant. No. Um, they are untradeable. And uh, so... Clay Thompson, very nice. Uh, you know, I, I think one of the smartest things they ever did was not trade him for Kevin Love. Agreed. And uh, it, uh, you know, he's had two ridiculous seasons. Um, I think he's kind of in a situation where, like, sort of like James Harden, where if he was on another team, kind of hanging out by himself, he would go nuts. So, um, but. Then again, I don't know. He's not the high volume score that Harton is, but I think I think he would put up a lot more points on pretty much any other team. But that's that's what you're going to have to do if you're going to be a Warrior this year. You gotta you gotta you know just move with the rest of the team. And you know if you don't you know if your stats aren't super high, you know you just have to you know enjoy winning, which they're going to do a lot of, right? Yeah, they are. So while we're on that, while we're either talking about this and going through some teams, can we talk about Brody so far? Can we talk about Russ? Yes, let's talk about Russ. Russ, I don't know if people knew this or not, but Russell Westbrook's the best point guard in the NBA. Did you know that? I know you're shocked. I, don't, I we haven't said that before in the show ever, never ever. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he he might actually be the best player in the NBA right, <laughs> right. now. Yeah, I, I just, I just said that, and and. I, I've I've said that he's one of the best, if not the best, point guard. I mean, him and Rose that year, they went back and forth and yeah. stuff. And I think Rutt, when, when he won the MVP, you know, he felt really kind of slighted by that because, you know, he was sharing the ball with Kevin Durant, you know. So, uh, right. Yeah, dude, Russ has been nuts. And if you are a fantasy team owner and you have him, congratulations. Right. Yeah, Taylor in our league right now just, like, laughing away. I played him last week. That wasn't fun. Of course not. Uh, yeah, and you know, I'm with you. I think Russ and I think Russ and Kawhi have been the two best players in the league so far this year. But Kyrie's had a good year too, but we'll get to Kyrie here in a minute. But you know, what he's doing and the thing that Rito as we know, I've said it all year, I expect Russ to win MVP. I just think that him being in the driver's seat, being his team, like it's gonna do it. And you know, Harden also is in that situation where Harden's been outstanding. Even last night in a loss, forty one and seventeen for Harden. But Russ just seems like one, it's his team. He's the leading guy. Two, he's got that Russell Westbrook chip on his shoulder where, oh, you don't think I can do this without Kevin? Oh, I'm going to show you. And three, I don't think there's anyone looking more forward to Thursday between Golden State and OKC than Russ. I think Russ is ready to go out there and show Kevin Durant what he's missing out on. And especially with Victor Oladipo signing that extension this week and Steven Adams getting his extension. But this is going to be, you know, the year Russell Westbrook's having so far. You got to think it's going to slow down. I don't know if he'll ever do it. Oscar Robinson did average a triple double all year, but I think he might be the one guy in the league that could do it if someone did. Yeah, he's a uh, he's. I completely agree with that statement. Uh, he's in the situation to be able to do that as well. Not many players of his caliber are ever in that kind of situation where. Um, they just have a bunch of little pieces kind of surrounding them, but he's one of those guys who is so good at rebounding, passing the ball, scoring. Uh, his three pointer looks fantastic this yeah. year. Um, 
I'm going to give him some credit. I think every, I literally think every NBA player's three-pointer got better last, from last year, <laughs> except except for some of the Warriors, because over the first four games, they're just not hitting the shots they, you know, they used to. But um, I think everybody, I mean, it's crazy how many people are shooting the three now. I mean, it is just unbelievable. That game that Miles Turner had last week where he ended up hitting that three yeah. towards the end of the game. I'm like, I'm like, when did this happen? I mean, I knew he could shoot, you know, and Carl uh, Anthony Towns, he's shooting the three. Uh, Davis has taken some. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible right now just to see um, how much the Kawhi, – Kawhi shooting. I mean, it's, it's incredible just to see – how much the Golden State Warriors playing has, like, their play has has changed the entire league. It has become a kind of a run-gun league now. It's it's pretty interesting. It's fun. It is fun. It feels like it has that, like, so the, I mean, I know there's teams that are better than others, obviously, but there's, like, a stretch now of, like, you know, who of these teams of, like, this talent is kind of, like, even keeled now, where it used to be, like, there's three good teams. You feel like all these teams have really stepped up. So, and that's what this NBA is interesting there, and I think that's really shown with Russ. I really think Oladipo is going to blossom with Russ. You know, obviously, this is without being, this is another statement, it's by far the best player Oladipo's ever got a chance to play with, and I think Oladipo is such a talent that having a guy like Westbrook yes. to ride with him is going to make him so much better. And that's obvious to say, I know, but I just think that he's going to shine in OKC, especially with Billy Donovan and how he likes those guys that are twos. Like, he loved Corey Brewer when he was at Florida. He's going to make him shine there. So let's move to this discussion here because we have some uh, we have some reunion games this week, Sean. I mentioned one already, and we're hearing two different discussions when we talk about these both. So, obviously, this Thursday, tomorrow, uh, if we're listening to this show on Wednesday when it's recorded, so but if not, and you're listening to it the next morning, tonight, we'll say, uh, Golden State and OKC, their first game, it's at the Oracle Arena, so OKC is going to go visit Golden State. This is the NBA Western Conference Finals rematch last year. That's not what anyone's talking about, though. Everyone's talking about Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant for the first time. And when Kevin Durant was out about this game, he didn't give that typical, it's just another game. He flat out said, this is not just another game. Now on Friday, this is one that's close and near and dear to our heart. We're going to touch on this team here in a bit while, we, while we're having this conversation. Derek Rose and Joakim Noah head back to the United Center to play the Chicago Bulls. And what does Derek Rose say? Oh, it's just another game. Everyone else is making a big deal out of it. I'm not number one anymore. I'm 25 now. That's a lie. I fully believe that's a lie, and I'll touch on this in a second. So for you as the basketball fan, as the guy who, you know, you love those Kurt Rambis, Larry Bird arguments, you love those Michael Jordan against the Detroit Pistons fights, what are you, what do you, I mean, do you really, what side do you like more? Do you like the Kevin Durant, like, being like, yeah, I'm, I, this is this is a big deal to me? Or do you go with the Derrick Rose of, eh, you know, it's just another game, I'm sure the crowd will be into it. Like, I, what what side are you on there? I, I think you, you play it off like it's nothing just to piss off the opponent. So <laughs> I'm always for that. I'm always for uh, not making a big deal of something and just playing it cool. You know what I mean? Kevin Durant, uh, you know, he's uh, people are making him out as a villain. He's not a villain. No. He's not. He's, he's Kevin Durant, you know, and he did so much for the city, you know, of Oklahoma City. <laughs> and I... I you know, I, you can't, and it is a big thing for him to go back. He's going to get booed. Um, this, well, this and, one's and an oracle first. Oh, is it oracle? Okay, okay. 
So, you know, he's... But when he eventually goes back, he's going to get booed. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, it'll be harder for him to go back there than, obviously... it. To, Russell Westbrook traveling to Oracle to, to play them, I mean, he's got to play it off like it's nothing because, you know, that's who he is, man. He's, you know, cold and calculated, you know? So, I mean, I, that's... So I love that guy. Me too. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this as a segue real quick, uh, just to kind of go over uh, a little bit. There were a lot of contract extensions that happened this week. Yeah. Uh, the 2013 extension bonanza happened. It did. And s- some dudes got paid. They did. Like they got seriously paid, and two of them are from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Stephen Adams pulls down a 100 million dollar contract. Pretty much basically because of how well he played it, like, at the end of the playoffs last year. I mean, it's a, that's amazing. Like, yeah. I never in a million years would have thought, you know, you know, just two years ago, I, I would have never thought he would have gotten a contract like that. But, I mean, people are just throwing out contracts like crazy. Victor Oladipo doesn't do quite as well, but still does very well. Uh, he scores $84 million in four years. Rudy Gobert... Resigns with the Jazz four years, hundred and two million, and he's going to be a superstar. So uh, I think that's completely well deserved. Um, the one I was most surprised about, though, was Gorky Jang from the yeah. Wolves. Yeah, sixty-four million for four years. I mean, it's not it's not the same number that Adams and Gobert got, but uh, I've always kind of looked at him as kind of a moving piece for that team. Like if they needed to move somebody, and they just locked him down, and He's a defensive presence. I mean, that's what he's going to be there to do. Rebound the ball, get some easy shots, easy putbacks, uh, block some shots. Defense, so Carl Anthony Towns can do his thing. You know, so they need somebody like that. But I just, I, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm shocked that they gave him that. Well, when you look at that, when you look at that draft, there's like seven good players that were taken in that draft. And we just named four of them. And not to mention Giannis, too. Antetokounmpo gets his deal. But, um, yeah, so it was awesome. You know, you talk about OKC locking up Adams and Old Depot. Those were two lottery guys from that draft. So they got two of the best, who were supposed to be the best 13 players in that draft. We know Anthony Bennett's in that draft, so it's not always the case. Uh, But Rudy Gobert, Mm -hmm. rightfully so, a guy a lot of people are talking about being potentially, um, you know, defensive player of the year down in Utah in the season they're having. They're good. They just beat San Antonio last night, who had been unbelievable. Uh, Georgie, like you said, putting on for uh, Louisville, Kentucky, making things happen down there. Um, so yeah, I, I you know I, I don't mind the deal. I like what what Tibbs does. We know Tibbs likes those big men that he can move in and out and play multiple positions, and he has that now with Gorgie and and obviously Cat and Cat just being the phenomenal player he is. The guy that I would start a team if I could start a franchise, he'd be my first pick. But yeah, man, that's a huge thing. I think that Oklahoma City might, you know, right now think that they're at best a seven or eight playoff team. But keeping Adams and Old Depot with Russ, you go and get maybe maybe they get Blake. I don't think Blake makes them better, but maybe they go get another guy to put with this group, and maybe they can compete with Golden State in a couple of years now that they've got these guys locked up for, and they've made them, for the most part, they've made them like franchise friendly contracts. Yeah, um, you know, I, a lot of these guys, I wasn't really, you know completely sure they were going to do what they did. So uh, this draft is has not turned out to be as bad as it originally looked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm excited for all those guys. I think OKC has a really good team this year, um, even without 
uh, Kevin Durant. They're definitely a playoff team. Uh, I don't know how far they're going to get, but if they can start gelling together and everything, I, I look, I look for them to be kind of scary later on. Um, but I'm going to use that, Tim, as our segue <laughs> for my trade rumor of the week. Bum, 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 bum. I need bum, to find bum, 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 bum. We need I, like a sound bite. I know. I need to work going, that. There's been a trade. <laughs> um, By the so way, this week, Adam what? Silver, thank you for being the best commissioner in all the major sports. Oh, God, yes. There's <laughs> no – yeah, and you, you want to talk about a guy who saved face immediately. We talked about this a few weeks ago when we got together. I mean, he's just he's, – he's been fantastic. He's yes. done all of the right things, and uh, other other sports commissioners should model after what he's doing because he's done a great job. Um, so there was, a, there was a minor trade this week that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Grant – was traded from the Philadelphia 76ers to the Oklahoma City Thunder. What a step up. For, well, yeah, and uh, for Ilyasova. So, and Ilyasova wasn't going to really fit into this group anyway, so no. so he wasn't going to get a whole lot of playing time, and Philly's just, you know, throwing anybody out there, so that's fine for him. Um, but uh, I'm going to bring out a trade rumor. Courtesy of uh, some speculators on Sectown Royalty. Oh. That that the Oklahoma City Thunder, this was a preliminary move because they now are rumored to be trying to shop Cameron Payne for Rudy Gay. Oh. That's yes. A, if I'm Oklahoma so, City, I do that move in a heartbeat. Oh, well, yeah. But the problem is, you know... Rudy, you know, really, Sacramento's going to lose Rudy Gay. And right. don't get me wrong, Sacramento's played pretty well the last, the first four games. Yes. They're, they're two and two, um, you know, and they, they've played well. Um, but Rudy Gay is not going to stay. He's not. Uh, I don't think there's any way he stays. So if they can get Cameron Payne, a, you know, competent point guard, you know, because I think their starting point guy right now is it Ty Lawson or is it Kyle Stanjard? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good move for them, and the Thunder they can you know get a rental out of him for the year, and he's a scorer. He is a scorer, and that's what they need. That is what they need. Um, you put Rudy Gay in there with Oladipo and Russell Westbrook. That's an interesting club. They are man. really interesting. Really interesting, and Rudy Go, uh, Rudy Gay. Oh, I say Gobert. Rudy Gay is one of those guys. Uh, I, I don't know. He he never fits in where he goes. He blossomed out in Memphis, and uh, he got hurt, and he kind of lost the starting job a little bit, and they moved him. And he went to Toronto. That lasted what one season before mm-hmm. he got moved to Sacramento. So he's just he's one of those guys. And Sacramento's a mess. You know, they've won a few games, like I've said. They've played well, don't get me wrong. Um, but he's going to be moved. So, And they need to get something for him. And since he's on the last year of a contract, it's going to be a rental. So you don't want to give up too much for him. But a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder should take a chance at something like that, even if they have to throw in a draft pick or two. Because if Rudy Gay goes to that team, he's probably going to want to resign with them. Right. You know, if they're good. And, I mean, it's it's a good team. They're not a slouchy team at all. Um, so I, it, it, it's an interesting rumor. It is an interesting rumor. 
it's a move that makes sense to me. Um, you know, the Kings... I don't know if the Kings are planning for what anymore. We used to think they were playing for the future, but I don't think they know what the future means. And, you know, I think their, their whole goal is, like, let's just keep DeMarcus Cousins ransom. Like, that's, that's the carrot they dangle, and they go, like, give us your best offer. Give us your best offer. Nah, we just kidding. That that is that is the like summary of Lottie Devox Sacramento Kings front office and oh yeah <laughs> and, like I think that that's what makes that a little maddening and frustrating so yeah I think that if I get that chance to make that move yeah I mean Cameron Payne's definitely worth making that deal is for for an Oklahoma City team that's really trying to make some make some moves and you know try to get those points back that they lost with the with the ramp being gone which you're not really going to be able to get with two guys like that obviously but I think that that plays a part in there. And makes that a little more fun and interesting as well. Yeah, I, and one thing that I've always liked about Oklahoma City, um, they're never afraid to, you know, change it up. Right. You know what I mean? They are never afraid to make a move to try to get better. Um, some now sometimes it doesn't work out like they want. You know, I, James Harden getting traded for Jeremy Lamb was probably the dumbest thing that's ever been done. Uh, but Sam Presti had to move on it, so, like, I get it. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things, he had to move him. He, you know, they didn't they didn't think he was worth what he was, which now we see was a big flippin' mistake. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's, he's always willing to make the moves, and the move to trade Ibaka this summer. Right. For, uh, you know... It was interesting because when we had our, our blogger from the Orlando Magic on, I mean, he he really liked getting Obaka for those those guys, and I was uh, I was kind of confused by it. Yeah, because uh, Obaka's kind of, but he did make the point that he's on a contract at the end of a contract season. He might play better, you know, uh, this year. But um, you know, it, it's one of those it, it's one of those trades that's probably going to end up favoring Oklahoma City Thunder in the end. Yeah, I agree. So, um, and Sam Presti has done a great job of that. I have no issues with Sam Presti. We've discussed this before. My issues with that franchise are Clay Bennett. I think Clay Bennett sucks and I'll forever be mad at him for one, you know, (laughs) the move Two, I don't care that he lied about the move because everyone's going to lie about those things. That's fine. But I care that he now has like, if Seattle ever gets another NBA team, it's up to him. It's up to freaking Clay Bennett if that team's allowed to be the Sonics, and if they're allowed to wear green and yellow again. That's the thing that pisses me off about that franchise. Well, one of these days, Tim, the, the Supersonics will emerge again from Seattle. It's going to happen. I, They have a fan base. It was, it was such a... It, that was like one of those teams that didn't need to be moved. Right. But it ended up being a great team almost immediately. <laughs> so, it did. Uh, uh, so I mean, it worked out, but um, I like I said, I I would I would really like to see the the Supersonics, you know, return years down the line. I think that would be cool. Maybe add another, expand the league a little bit. Maybe add a team in Cincinnati. <clears throat> just saying, yeah, you know, just to, just to even it out a little bit. <laughs> be cool, but you know, never going to happen because nobody talks NBA here. So but, right, um, just us three. I, the, just us three, yeah, and uh, you know it'll be it. 
it's one of those like like pipe dreams for me, man. Like I I, I want a club here so bad. I, I would go to games all the time. I mean, it's uh like you like like we talked about. I mean, we got to go to Chicago, or we got to go to Indianapolis, or we got to go to Memphis, you know, or mm-hmm. Charlotte. I mean, those are our regional teams, and they're not that close. Cleveland. So Cleveland, yeah, that's that's too far for me, and no, regardless of any circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, Tim, tell me, who, besides besides the Warriors being, you know, kind of a disappointment, is, is there any, and Clay Thompson, is there any other players that may have disappointed you this week a little bit? Um, everyone on the New Orleans Pelicans is not Anthony Davis. Get my boy I, some you know help. I, I, I'm in complete agreement, man. Freaking Buddy Heald, man. Get your act together. I know you're a rookie, but let's do this. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, Tim Frazier's been awesome. True. Like, he's the only... What? what? To say true. You say true? Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's been awesome, but Andy Davis is carrying that club, man. Uh, and he's a beast right now, but he's going to break down sometime this year. He breaks down every year. And, he does. you know... It, like Damon Wayans in the movie Celtic Pride. He's like, my back's hurting from carrying this sorry ass team, you know. <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 the same kind of scenario, but uh, dream scenario. Uh, uh, you know, he decides to leave and then comes to Chicago, right? So yeah. uh, you know, that's 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 my other pipe dream. But yeah. uh, the other, yeah, like... I completely agree. The the they're they're disappointing. The other weird disappointment to me. Um... And I know he's on a t- you know the team that we said might be the best team in the league. Um, when is Tristan Thompson going to join the fun uh, that Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love are having? Like he's well, supposed- we've talked about this. We've talked about this. He's he's dating a Kardashian right now. Yes. So it it's over for right now. It's yeah. over. So you're just going to have to let it pass, and then his game will come back hopefully in the playoffs after he 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 dumps that winch. Yeah. <laughs> So, because, because his, like, look, look at James Harden, man. Look how great he's playing now. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. He's a true, he's, he's becoming the, like, the scoring point guard, but he's like, I have another element to my game that I don't show you much. And you're like, damn, he does. Okay. Yeah. And he's a sneaky good rebounder, too. Yeah. And, like, I don't care that he doesn't play defense. Like, truly, like, I'm all about the NBA and good defense, 100%. But, like, I don't care that James Harden is not a good defender. I just don't. No. Like, he's so good with the ball in his hands, whether he's shooting or he's making some passes, and he's elevating that team. And that's all you can ask from James Harden in that position. Like, they easily could have could have won last night. They very easily could have beat the Cavaliers last night. And, you know, it just turned into who had more firepower at the end. And, by the way, Kyrie Irving is from another planet right now. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. So that that whole team's been playing well. So it's they're incredible right now. Yeah, but yes, I think that once Tristan Thompson joins in on the fun, um, that this they're just going to be because you know people that act like like Golden State's the only super team in the league is it's bullshit. Like the Cavaliers are a super team. Look at like their op. Look at all that group of options and players they have. They're like that doesn't just happen all the time. Yeah. Uh... I mean, yeah, Cleveland's going to be ridiculously good this year. Um, and uh, kind of bring me to my next thing. 
I think I think I, I don't know about you, but I feel like the Cavs Rockets game was the best game of the first week of the NBA. What do you I, think? Yeah, I agree. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, I had a ton of fun with the Bulls Celtics opening night, but that was just because Dwayne Wade just put on a show. But that was yeah. yeah like I agree. Like. So many twists and turns and tons of excitement and crazy things that happen. And you're like, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. And, you know, LeBron airballs a free throw at one point. James Harden has 17 assists, go 41 points. And then Kyrie Irving has the game-winning shot once again. Like, a, might he be the most clutch shooter in the NBA at this point? He, he's one of them. He's right. definitely one of them. Like, and it just it it doesn't change night to night. Like LeBron's not taking the last shot for that team anymore, and that's okay. Like that's totally fine for what they're doing. Oh yeah, I completely agree. And actually, I would I would rather Kyrie take the last shot, or even maybe J.R. Smith. You know, um, dudes that are just legitimately clutch at most times. Right. So yeah, I'm with and- you. Man. Yeah, I, I, I think that was the best. I mean, there's been a lot of good games. There's been a few games that have been decided by there was a uh, there was a tip in that John Henson had, I believe, uh-huh. uh, with the Bucks the other day, and um, there's been a few games that have been won by some last sec- last second free throws, but that's not very exciting. No. So <laughs> you know, and there's been quite a few blowouts, a few with the Bulls, obviously. Uh, the first the opening game with the Cavs uh, that turned into a blowout after the third quarter. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's been a really interesting week just to kind of, but I mean, we, we got so far to go. I'm very excited to see, um, you know, where, where a lot of things go. And I just want everyone to remain healthy. Uh, you know, it's, uh, Doug McDermott's already been hurt. Uh, it looks like, uh, Horford, he's out tonight. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I just, I'd like everyone to just kind of remain healthy so we can just keep having fun watching these teams play, but there hasn't been like a, a really clutch game yet. Um, this right. season, you know what I mean? So, but, uh, you know, those games are coming. There's going to, they're, and they're probably going to be, you know, few and far between. You're going to have the Cavs and the Warriors and a, you know, a good Spurs Warriors game. Uh, you're, you're going to get that, but, uh, you know, I, you know, I just don't know. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Hard, so- to, pred- hard to predict. Very hard to predict. Speaking of hard, hard to predict, we're about 34 minutes to the show. Can we finally talk about the Chicago Bulls so far? We can now. It is it is appropriate that we talk about them, even though they are currently losing by 15 points right now. That's okay. <laughs> and looking, That's okay. And looking really bad. So I, I don't think they're going to win tonight. I hope they do, knock on wood. Right. But um, I'm, I, I've been very impressed with them, the first three games, uh, my my me being impressed is kind of waning a little bit at the at this very moment. <laughs> but uh, they, the, like you said, the first game, Dwayne Wade put on a flip and show, um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch him be in Chicago. Um, it, it was kind of surreal, you know, being a Dwayne Wade hater for many years. Uh, to see him and he pulls uniform actually like winning a game and it's like okay well yeah he owed us that because I I can't tell you how many games you know he single-handedly beat us on (laughs) so I I was very I was very excited to see that Uh, Doug McDermott's playing well Bulls are leading right now the NBA in three-pointers right 
Uh, didn't expect that uh, at all. Uh, tonight, it looks like they're not shooting very well. I don't know if they're going to be leading after this evening, but uh, probably not. Hopefully, they can they can get it together. So, um, but um, it's a uh, it's a they're definitely the most surprising team right now. They are. Um, you know, I think you know what we're seeing from this team right now is very nice. Obviously, Jimmy Butler, you knew what you were going to get from Jimmy Butler this year, and he's you know he's shown that so far. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Um, we knew he wasn't Flash. We knew he wasn't 2006 to Wade Wade anymore, obviously. But he's played really well. Michael Carter-Williams, for his injury, did a pretty good, decent job stepping in. Like, he was hitting threes in that Celtics game. We were like, what's going on? So, this is interesting, and it's fun. And, I, you know, we, we've been, you know, we've joked about this book a few times already. Like, we don't think this lasts, obviously. But, like, the fact that they've, like, bought in... And it's, small, and it's a very small sample size, really makes you feel, I mean, it makes me feel a little better than I did when we were talking about this team in July. Yeah, it's encouraging. And, yeah, and so, like, Dwayne Wade, you know, shooting really well. I appreciate that Gabrielle Union was like, wait a minute, I thought he, I thought I didn't marry a three-point specialist. I was like, ooh, nice. And uh, so, yeah, they've been fun. And, obviously, I will be in attendance Saturday. I will be watching them and uh, play the Indiana Pacers, so I'm looking forward to that. It'd be cool if they could win that one, since I'll be there. Pretty please, but I, I, dude, I wish I, you know, if Alex wasn't getting married on that very day, I would probably be going up there with you. I know. So, so have fun, man. I'm, I'm excited for you to actually. This is your first NBA game. Yes, yes, because I, I had the where I went and saw the Olympic team play in the summer, but that's not really an NBA game. That's the NBA. All around all stars playing the rest of the world is what that is. How much is a uh, banker's field life field house ticket costing these days? I got mine on StubHub, so I'm probably the wrong person to tell you. But I paid okay. for two tickets. I think I ended up paying like forty five bucks. Two tickets, forty five bucks. Yeah. All together. Yeah. Oh, you got a good deal, man. That's good. Right. It's nice so, to go to the that's... fifth game of the year. It's, it's, it's one of those, it, I really, I really have kind of like fallen in love with like downtown Indianapolis. It's a really cool place and, it uh, it's a, it's a really nice arena and, uh, you're going to have a lot of fun, dude. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm excited for you. I wish I was uh, in attendance for that. Cause, uh, that's going to be, I think the Pacers are going to come out with a chip on their shoulder because <laughs> they really? got so beat since they got so beat down by him in the second game of the season. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to watching Miles Turner and Paul George play and see what they do as well on the other end. So with that being said, let's go ahead and touch on, because we got a lot to talk about obviously this week. Let's talk about the important games this week. I mentioned them earlier in the show. So we have Golden State and OKC coming up. We have Chicago and New York on Friday. Um, In your opinion, you know, between the two, which game are you looking forward to the most? Uh, Golden State and OKC, man. I mean, uh... Yeah, I mean it, that's gonna be that's gonna be the better, the better game. <laughs> uh, any any game like that, and you know I've been watching a lot of, I've been I've been watching as many Cavs games as I can just because uh, it's it's interesting to see, you know what they're doing with their team and uh, you know and, and they're so dominant right now, and uh, I mean, I'm still searching for that first Cavs loss, you know so. Uh, you know, anytime they're on, I'm usually watching them. But there's there's a few teams that I will I will stick around to watch, 
Cavs are one of them. Um, I do like the Timberwolves. I was I was glad they finally they came down. They got they got beaten their first game uh, against the Grizzlies, and they came out last night and uh, they beat them down pretty good. Yeah, they did. Zach Levine Zach Levine went off, and uh, I'm really happy about that because he uh, he's one of those guys that I, I really like. He's I think he's underrated. And I, he's on the perfect team for him to excel at. So yeah, I, I, agree. I, I, I look for for some good things for him this year, and I hope he, uh, I hope he does the dunk contest one more time. Me too, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah. They, you know they they did look outstanding, and you, know, you mentioned, and I think that those two teams are just to be huge there. So yeah, Golden State OKC is definitely be the better matchup of the two. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you know. Like everyone, what is that pre and post game going to be like with Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook? I can't remember having that like thought for a game probably since like Christmas '05, no Christmas '04. Shaq and Kobe when Shaq was in Miami, their first oh, meeting, yeah. and like oh, yeah. the, the awkward, awkward like brush of shoulder that that was. Um, yes. So. We probably haven't had truly had that since then, and I really appreciate that Kevin Durant did kind of take it heads on when he was on any given Wednesday this year. He was like, "No matter what happens with me and Russ, people are going to make a big deal out of it." And so far, anything that either one has said or posted or anything like that, they have made a big deal out of it. And then, you know, they like so. I am really looking forward to seeing that come uh, that camaraderie with this team. Um, I I really expect OKC to take the first one. Honestly, I think that you know they look like they're a team that's more in sync so far. And I think that that's going to continue rolling, but I don't think that that's going to stay that's going to stay that way for a long time. Yeah, they have they have more to prove. So uh, yeah, I, I I I hope they bring it. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. So uh, you know, like I said, if if Golden State could just uh, kind of start clicking defensively, and uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to have to do to fill that. That gap because you know even when you're running you know Draymond at the five uh, you know you're not and like you said he's not playing he's not defensive Draymond Green right now so you know I don't I don't really know what they're going to do you know they're going to have to figure that out soon though because uh, people are gunning for them people do not like them no so. no they do not and uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to that but on the other end man I think that that's going to be like. You, as a Bulls fan like me, you know, um, Derrick Rose comes back to the United Center. It's a big story. As much as Derrick Rose trying to make it not a big story, it is a big story just because this is the Chicago kid who played there his whole career, who the Bulls had the luckiest lottery in the history of the lottery to get him, quote-unquote, lucky. You know, I, I have my opinions on that like everyone else. But it was, that, it was that or Beasley, man. Come on. Right. And so, you know... He's a rookie of the year, the MVP. Um, we've had the discussion if skills they should retire. champion, right? Skills <laughs> champion. We've had the discussion if they should retire number one. Michael Carter Williams says he won't wear one because of uh, the contract. The fans wanting no one wanting the fans wanting to wear that number. And then there's the end, and we all know how the end went. And we don't. It just turns out that he just didn't fit in the Hoiberg system. So, what are you looking forward to in this matchup coming up Friday? One, do you expect the United Center to cheer Derrick Rose? Two. What you know? How do you expect these two teams to play against each other in such an interesting dynamic situation? Uh, I'll be completely honest with you when I say that I I feel like the Knicks will win that game. Um, once again, another one of those like kind of 
they have more to prove kind of things. Actually, I don't know. The Bulls have a lot to prove too. So I, you know, they're both they're both odd teams. They're like you know they got a bunch of they got a bunch of really uh, you know different parts. So you know I don't really uh, I don't really know who's gonna be gonna have more to prove. You know what I mean? So sure. I'm uh, I'm I'm, I'm I don't know. Like Porzingis, he's he's been pretty great. Yes, I'm not gonna lie about him. I I love him. Me too. He's one of the. I I think he's gonna be one of the. Uh, I think he's gonna be one of the. He, he might already be the best international player right now. People are saying Rudy Gobert. I get it, but uh, Porzingis has a very polished game. I mean, he's gonna block shots because he's seven. Was he seven three? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you know he's gonna block shots. He can shoot the ball. He can rebound. He he could really be the whole package if he just kept going on. And he is young, so uh, he's going to be you know I, Noah versus versus uh, Robin Lopez is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. So because it's you know it's it's you know it was the the heart and pride of Chicago for so many years. Now essentially going up against his bad stunt double. So <laughs> I'm <laughs> so. I, that's 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 really what's what's going on with those guys. So I, that's going to be a fun one. So there's there's going to be a lot of fun games this year, Tim. There are know. there are. I think that the matchup I'm looking forward to honestly the most, and I know we've seen it for a few years, but now it's different uni, so it's different uh, different styles. Is going to be um, Rondo and Rose, man. It is, you know, the the point guard that. You, you you could trust to make a lot of big shots. Like even when Derrick Rose was like going through that struggle with his knee injuries and not playing all the time, he still hit big shots. Like hell, I mean, oh, that, yeah. that Cleveland series, he hits that buzzer beater. Of course, LeBron goes up the next night and hits the one, but that's not what we're talking about. Against the ultimate defensive point guard for a long time. I mean, he was a guy yeah. that could steal. He could steal on any uh, steal from anybody. He was a guy that could make things happen on his defense. Is you know, getting in front of you man to man, and you know, so I'm I'm really excited to see. One, two point guards who are going against each other who are um, graduates of the Tom Thibodeau Point Guard Academy. And two, <laughs> two, just like seeing how, like, what, you know, who's going to get the better end between those two and their style of play? Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. And they're, they were, uh, they were like, they were two of those guys that you just love to watch go up against each other because they really tried to outdo each other every game. And um, especially the, I believe it was the first game of the the famed first round series between Boston and uh, and the Bulls, where you know Derrick Rose ties Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, and he has that block on Rajon Rondo. It's the most perfect block ever. If you look it up, if you just look it up on the internet, you type in Rose Rondo block. It's it's beautiful. It's one of the greatest blocks I've ever seen in a game because he just barely does it. Um, but uh, yeah, they were they they would go at it, and that was also a game where I believe Rondo had a triple double. You know, big surprise there. Right. Um, but I, you know, Rondo's not going to have as many of those this late in his career, um, but uh, he he can still pass, man. Yeah, that's he what can. he's there for. He can pass, and you know what? In the preseason, he took some goofy shots, but he's really kind of honed down on not taking stupid shots. So, but but he's one of those guys who's totally okay with a stat line of zero points, you know, 
10 assists, four rebounds, and a steal. You know, I mean, he's right. totally okay with that. That's who he is. Derrick Rose is going to want to score, so watching them go up against each other is going to be a lot of fun. Was it you? Yeah, it was you that you said, you feel like Rajon Rondo counts assists in his head? Like, that's one. That's two. Oh, oh completely. <laughs> he's, oh, he's, he's, like a, he's like a mathematician. I mean, he's, he's one of the smartest players in the NBA, and... And I've thought that for years. I'm like, I'm like, he, you know. And there was a, there was a game that I saw recently where the, uh, the commentator said, you know, he's just trying to. He passed up a completely open shot so he could get, try to get, you know, a fancy assist. And someone totally called him out on it. I don't know if it was Hubie Brown. It was during Hubie that. Brad. It was Somebody, during the Celtics game last week. During the Celtics game, yeah. And it was like they totally they they. You know they called him out on that, and and they're right. Like that's that's what he thrives on. He wants to he wants to pass the ball. He's a pass pass first guy. He's not a three point shooter. Um, he's you know a defensive point guard who's going to pass the ball. He's going to distribute. And uh, it, it's interesting this season because he's going to be th- he's tossing the ball to some people who you know aren't particularly great shooters, but at the moment might be. <laughs> so. <Right. laughs> I don't. I don't really know. Uh, but your uh, your prediction for for Doug McDermott for Sixth Man of the Year is uh, while it is a complete long shot, it's a fun one. And who knows, Tim? Who knows? Said, you might be right. I said he'd be third. Now he's on your list. He's on your list. Yes, because I said Jamal Crawford, Iguodala would be one and two. But yes, it, it is. It's fun to see, and um, I think that like he has completely outplayed Nikola. And I think he's completely outplayed everyone on the bench. By the way, props to the Bulls for letting Rondo wear his headband. He's got his magic powers back. Not only is he wearing a headband, but Bobby Portis also is wearing a headband. Yeah, man. Yeah. They have just totally, they finally, they've loosened up. They're like, you know what, guys? Do whatever you want to do. You know? Hey, man, camaraderie is what it's all about. So. Final thing before we get out of here. Um, last week's off, uh, Eastern Conference, Western Conference players of the week. LeBron after his triple double, Russell Westbrook after his two triple doubles. Do you agree or disagree? Well, I'm sorry. What, what did you say? You cut out. Okay. So, um, last thing before we get out of here was Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week to start the year: LeBron James. Western Conference: Russell Westbrook. Obviously, LeBron is the triple double opening night, but excuse me, uh, Russell Westbrook's the one that has you know the t- couple triple doubles, including the 50 pointer. Uh, you agree or disagree with that? I agree with that. Yeah, uh, like we've said before, Russell is—he's—he—he <laughs> he actually ha- he has a huge edge on on being you know the MVP this year. I mean, he's the he's the main guy at OKC, and on top of that, he has you know Oscar Robertson like you know triple double abilities. Did he have yeah. like his eighty seventh triple double or something? Something last crazy. Week? I mean, was, yeah, I mean that's crazy. I mean Anthony Bowie. If we want to go back to the nineties. Talk about a guy who literally called a timeout so he could pass a ball so he could get a triple-double. And Doug Collins walked off the courts. And then there was the year where Ricky Davis literally shot the ball in his own basket. They did not count the rebound so he could get a triple-double. I mean, there are guys that are desperate for ones. Like, really, really shitty people. Another one was, um, uh, was it Brendan Hayward? I think he had one a few years ago where he was he was going for one and he was begging Yi, who was playing at the time. He's like, "Just let me get this. 
Just let me get this. Don't rebound it. He's at the free throw line. My, you can you can tell exactly what he's saying. The free throw. Don't get this. Seriously, don't rebound it, dude. This is my only chance. Just let me let me rebound it. And like he's just like, you know, shaking his head. Okay, <laughs> you know, and he still didn't get it. So it's always funny when they don't get it. You know, after they deliberately try to get the triple double. Yeah, I agree. And then um, was it last? Yeah, did you see a Metal World piece last night? No, it, what, what's he up to? Tell me about him. So, he hits a free throw last night, and we know he's crazy. Like, he's been crazy since he was Ron Artest. By the way, we... <laughs> The artist formerly known as Ron Artest. And, so he hits a free throw, and the camera catches him perfect time when he goes, he hits a free throw, and he goes, I love basketball! I love it! <laughs> You know, like, he's one of those guys, like, even though he he's one of those guys who could completely, like, destroy his career and pretty much did, he was completely redeemed by L.A. And, uh, you know, I, I really like him. Like, I, you know, he's one of those guys, I, I think he has redeeming, he's completely batshit crazy, but uh, he's, he's one of those guys, in, in my eyes, who's just totally redeemed himself. After his, uh, and apparently he's friends with the guy that he punched now. Like, they go out to, like, lunch and stuff. So, like, the crowd member that he did, because, I mean, he's that guy, you know? I mean, he even got into it. I remember one year when he was on the Rockets, and he was playing against Kobe. He jawed with Kobe. He was the only person, I think, that ever stuck it to Kobe. And the next year, he was, like, playing for the Lakers, and he's like, no, man, we're cool. We're cool. Because I'm crazy. <laughs> you know? You know? So, but he's... I don't know why he's still playing, though. I mean... Because <laughs> he loves basketball. Because he loves basketball. Good for good for Metal World Peace, man. That's a, that's a fun story. That's a good one. <laughs> it is. So, I hope we get more meta stories this year, because that will just make life better. Oh, yeah. Always. So, that being said, we go to wrap up this edition of the Corner 3. As we get ready through... We're halfway through the second week of the NBA season, and Sean Kilpatrick is the second leading scorer in the Brooklyn Nets right now uh, against... I get, and it was the way their first one against the Pistons. Uh, ten, ten guests who the first one is. No, go ahead and tell me. It's Brooke Lopez. It's Brooke. Yeah. Brooke, you know, it, it, that's not even a given, though, with him. True. Like, he's he's so-so, he's man. He is so-so. <laughs> so, thank you all for continuously tuning into the Corner 3 as we get you ready for the season. We're working on a lot of big things coming up. And have a good night, everyone. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for listening to the Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Be sure to add us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check out our brand new website at thecorner3.net.